Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. And there was a little visitor in my garden over the weekend. Uh, my girlfriend's dog was at my place, along with my girlfriend. Uh, but it was around 10 p.m., on Saturday night, and uh, we were inside watching a movie, and the dog had to go to the bathroom, so I, I let the dog out. I was going to start a campfire outside, so I let the dog out in my yard and uh, went back inside and went to go grab a lighter, and all of a sudden, even through the closed doors and the closed windows of my house, I could smell that smell of skunk, and I knew it was close by because it was so pungent inside my house, sealed off. And at first I was like, wait, is my lighter smell like skunk? Or is that the an actual skunk? It was so strong, I knew it must have been a skunk. I immediately think of Bruce, the dog, outside. So I run outside, and I'm like, Bruce, come, Bruce, where are you? Bruce, come here! He comes over, and you can see... There's, there's skunk nearby somewhere, but I couldn't tell if it had gotten my dog, so... I'm trying to kind of smell the dog, and he didn't really smell like skunk. He kind of smelled like, I don't, it's kind of hard to explain. I've smelled plenty of skunks in my day, but he smelled kind of almost like diesel fuel or some sort of chemical. It was weird. So I, I, I didn't really think he got sprayed by the skunk, and I just wanted him inside away from the skunk. So I let the dog in my house, and as soon as I did that, after about like three minutes, realized that, yes, in fact... Poor little black lab Bruce had been sprayed by a skunk in my backyard. So, of course, poor little guy. We, we bring him back outside, try to wash him off with dish, dish soap. That doesn't really help. I know the old saying is, uh, I think, tomato soup, but it was 10 p.m. We were both drinking. <laughs> we're not going to go to the grocery store, the, the 24-hour grocery store. So we just let Bruce back inside. And... So my house basically smells like skunk at this point. It's 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 a bit nasty. I try to turn on the or turn on the fan and open the windows, but you think the smell's gone over 24 hours, then you leave for a couple hours to come back, and it's still pretty bad. So I'm wondering, have you ever been sprayed by a skunk? Did did your dog ever get sprayed by a skunk? And then maybe that skunk smell got in your house. It's not horrible, but it's lingering, and I feel like. All of my clothes and my sheets are going to start smelling like skunk. I probably, I should ask Devin Peacock. He's, he's a pretty nice guy, but I'm sure I reek like skunk too. But there's got to be a way to get rid of it without, I can't hose down my whole house with tomato juice. Let's see here. Hi, FM96. You got any skunk smell remedies? Yeah. Coffee? Like, that you'd use in your coffee maker machine? Not coffee grinds. Coffee. Yep. That works. The girl at the pet store told me about that. So you just take it in your hand and rub it down? Nope. You put it in water and then spray the dog down with the water. So you... Like in a squirt okay. bottle. Oh, okay. So you could put it in a squirt bottle, shake it up, make that mix. I yeah. Get, yeah, I've heard coffee grinds, if you put them in certain things, it does absorb odor. Kind of like... I've heard baking soda is another thing you can wash the dog off with and it absorbs all those odors yeah she said to not even buy any of the products they sell and just use that okay well thanks so for the heads up part. man yep thanks hi fm96 hey the best thing is uh dawn de soap baking soda peroxide um and water all together that sounds like a concoction for a volcano science experiment if you google it it works 
Say it again. Dawn de soap. Yeah, just like cleaning off the ducks from an oil spill. Big soda, water. Hmm. Okay, you so that's the spray second. spray your whole house down with it. It affects nothing. It's happened to me, and it worked great. How, how long did it take for the smell to get out? An hour. An hour? About an hour afterwards, and it's gone. Hey, that's pretty good. Thanks for the heads up, man. No problem. Hi, FM96. Hey, Jim. How's it going? Good, man. You got a skunk smell remedy for me. Yeah, our dogs normally get sprayed about once a season. What we find <laughs> always works is uh, we would we called um, like the 24-hour vet and just asked if it was okay to try like head and shoulders, and um, they recommend they do recommend head and shoulders. I don't know why, but there's something in it. Like if you can get the dog bathed immediately in head and shoulders, it seems to take away the remedy. And then as for the smell, I find just leave the house wide open, let it air out. Yeah. I, I can't find much to clean out the house smell, but I know it, once it's on the dog, it's going to be on you, which is the worst part. All you can do, though. That's a great new advertisement for Head & Shoulders, though. Get rid of dandruff <laughs> and skunk right. smell. Right? Sweet. Well, thanks for the heads up, man. Hi, FM96. Yes, I'm commenting on the skunk. Mm-hmm. Right? The best way to get rid of the smell off the dog is uh, a little bit of uh, dish soap peroxide, and uh, you make like a paste, rub it on the dog, and you wash them down and neutralizes it. And to get it out of your house, you got to set out a bowl with vinegar, and it'll draw the smell right to it. Oh, okay. Where I had is my wife research it. I came out of trade school and I got home, did the same thing, let the dog out, boom, he got nailed. Man, a few years ago, my brother, uh, who does bridge construction, he was a few hours away. They were sleeping in a trailer overnight because it was a, a far distance job. And uh, he came out into the, the, the truck in the morning, was looking for a tool in the back of the truck, and there was a skunk in the back of the truck. He got <laughs> directly nailed by the skunk at 5.30 in the morning. His coworker had to go to the AM. MP uh, by a Tupperware container, like one of those big giant ones, and jar after jar of tomato juice, and literally gave him an old timey scrub in the Tupperware container in the middle of a trailer park. Yeah, when my dog got sprayed, I got the wife on the internet. Internet has a lot of research, and she found out about the peroxide and neutralized it within a week. And see, when the dog gets sprayed the first time, it kills your scent of your nose, so you don't really know you stink. Exactly. That's what was. I got climatized to it, and then I came back a few hours later and realized, oh wow, I'm I'm a skunk man now. Yeah, I got told by everybody. <laughs> I didn't even know I smelled. Well, it's so funny that the 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 solution is Dawn dish detergent or seemingly any right. general dish detergent. Why is the old wives' tale tomato juice? That must be from like the 1920s. Nobody has tomato juice anymore. Everybody has dish then. detergent. Yeah, they were crazy back then. <laughs> <laughs> crazy for tomato juice. Thanks for the well, call, you man. Have yourself a good day. And now the winner is. Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock. It's 7.32 on the Taz show from the 980 newsroom. Devin Peacock joins us with some sports. There was a mil- How many people were at the celebrations in Toronto for the Raptors yesterday, Dev? So before it all started, they were saying could be as many as 2 million. The final rough estimate they were saying is probably around a million, maybe give or take. Crazy either way. Yes. It's just the photos are mind-blowing. Uh, just just insanity flooding the streets. And, you know, a lot of people excited, a lot of people happy, and everybody's watching on TV too. But you're not really impressed with how things went down yesterday, Dev. I was just kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe let down. It's, it's hard to find the right word just to adequately describe it. Like, it was, it was great, obviously. I'm a Toronto Raptors fan. Love to see them win. 
but a six-hour parade is just <laughs> insane. I don't like. I don't care how many championships you won or how many championships you haven't won in your entire franchise history. A six-hour parade. That's just general rough, rush hour traffic, though. I think yeah. in uh, in Toronto. <laughs> well, like, it's just. I mean, it, I just. I don't know how the people in Nathan Phillips Square didn't go flat out insane. Because I like I had a buddy who was down there went to high school with. He arrived at six a.m. to get a good spot to see Kyle Lowry four hundred yeah. meters away. So he arrived four hours early before the parade was going to start, and they didn't even arrive until like four p.m. <laughs> and it's like, how do you like like I would have left. Like I just like first off I want to be in there because I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not like a crowd guy. I don't want to go down to. Yeah. I don't want to go. Jurassic Park's great for everyone. I'm not a Jurassic Park guy. But at least Jurassic Park. I'm not Park, a guy who goes to New Year's Eve either. That's just not my thing. Yeah, but at least Jurassic Park. You're like watching a game, and the outcome is undetermined, and it's exciting as yeah. you're watching it with a group of people. The parade is just. You can barely see what's going on. It'd be better to. I guess the energy with the crowd is kind of intoxicating, and it's it's cool to be there, but. I feel like it's already done at that point. Yeah. Well, then you get through this all six-hour parade, and I go, okay, here come the speeches. You know, we just had the St. Louis Blues had their parade over the weekend. You had, like, Brett Hall, who wanted the bender of all benders, who mm-hmm. might still be drinking, who, like, went said, came up with the slogan, we went blues. <laughs> he's so drunk as they're saying, let's go blues, he was saying, we went blues. Yeah, well, no, he's uh, he, on purpose. He's okay, now, we went blues. He's like, he's, he said, we, he's, first off, the, we went blues was to follow up to let's go blues. Oh, so you would say, let's go blues. Yeah. After you've already gone, yeah, then we you went. say we went. <laughs> yeah, so he just kept chanting, we went blues. We went blues. So we got that. There was the Philadelphia Eagles uh, celebration a couple of years ago when one of the linemen like dressed up and like he was really into it. So I'm like, okay. You know, especially Mark Gasol, he'd been drinking apparently basically in, during the entire six-hour parade. So you got some of these guys really liquored up. Like, I want to see And they Larry, haven't drank all, like, yeah. for four months or something. <laughs> I want to see, like, Larry Tannenbaum just, like, go nuts or Masai Ujiri or someone do something kind of crazy. You know what I want to see? I want to see the Raptors play a round of beer pong. <laughs> Let's see yes. if those jump shots translate yes. to the frat party. And so oh, we go through all of this, and then the whole, pra- the, the whole pr- rally starts... And you have these like politicians who are on stage, and it's just like I don't, I don't want to see Justin Trudeau and Doug Ford at the Raptors va- uh, victory rally. Nobody got up at six a.m. or got there at six a.m. to see Doug Ford or Justin Trudeau speak. It's just extensive. I mean, I don't think the crowd was that happy to see either of them. Here's the the reaction to Doug Ford, the Premier of Ontario, Doug Ford. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, mixed reaction. Here's Justin Trudeau. Almost indifferent. Yeah. <laughs> World champions! Okay. This was an incredible victory for the Raptors, but for the fans as well. You stood behind those Raptors. I like when the politician's like, hey, I'm still a politician, so I'm going to wear my Raptor shirt with a blazer over top of it. I'm a fun guy, but I'm still serious. Yeah, at least, you know, the the one good thing about Justin Trudeau is he kept his talk short. I don't even know if Ford talked at all. No, there's no need. Why are are you there? Like, I can understand John Tory being there. He's the mayor of the city. Fine. But otherwise, just get the politicians out of there. I don't care 
about them being there whatsoever. You're welcome, Jurassic Park, for giving you buck a beer at the corner store <laughs> while you're watching the game. And then Kyle Lowry gave his speech. It was it was like, all right. So all these guys go through. And I kind of feel like, you know, Norman Powell went up and he did the whole thing like, we're world champions. But it almost felt to me like he was just kind of putting it on. And I don't blame him because like you celebrate Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. After four days... You got to just be tired. Yeah. But you want to put on a show for the fans. So I'm not criticizing him or the Raptors at all. It's just like it was seemed kind of lackluster. But the highlight of it all for me was just uh, Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> who uh, I think gave the best speech. And like they said, enjoy this, enjoy this moment and have fun with it. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what a fun guy when it comes down to it. Um, that that's a good moment here. Uh, but we'll leave. I, I think we should leave on this moment too. This is the crowd of a million people singing "We Are the Champs" here, Dev. The speech from a special guest, an old alum uh, from Western University that's uh, raising a few eyebrows here, Dev. Yeah, so I'll set the scene. This is uh, yesterday uh, at uh, Western University. They were having a convocation speech. Uh, Stefan Macchio is a uh, music producer. He's uh, been nominated for Grammys, nominated for Academy Awards. He's from St. Catharines, went to Western back in the day. He's worked with like Celine Dion. He's worked with Miley Cyrus. He's worked mm-hmm. with The Weeknd, a lot of like big acts. They brought him in, gave him an honorary doctorate in music. And almost, so he talked for 13 minutes, almost immediately into his speech, he uh, started to uh, raise some eyebrows with some of the the things he was saying. And it, it kind of... I don't say went off the rails, but it was definitely uh, noteworthy for wrong reasons. Okay, here's clip one of the first thing he said that ruffled some feathers. Very emotional for me to be here today, as I remember, and I tried to select a few fond memories of my years here at Western. Could have been the, my earliest memory of driving in off the 401 with a sign that said, thank you, fathers, for dropping off your virgin daughters. That's actually a recent, recently that was a controversy too. Some frat had a, a, a bed sheet spread out over their veranda and it said like, fathers drop off your daughters here or something during Frosh week. Was that, was that Frosh? Was that also... I, I, homecoming all, maybe? Homecoming or uh, the Foco. They all kind of blend together. There's, there's, there, there was like a sheet, you're right, where guys were, were, yeah. were saying something Now, similar. is he saying he brought one? Hold on a second. Or he saw it? Because those are two different... I think he saw it. He saw it, yeah. My earliest memory of driving in off the 401 with a sign that said... Thank you, fathers, for dropping off your virgin daughters. So he said with a sign, but I think he means I saw. Yes, I, I saw one. But is he not? Okay, well, here's the second clip. Or perhaps one of the most iconic pieces of music that still haunts me to this day. Ooh, ah, Delhi is the res. Ooh, ah, Delhi is the res. You move to the left, you move to the right. 
peel your banana and oomph, take a bite. What's the story behind that? Uh, Delhi so is the res? Delaware Hall is a residence uh, up until 1986. It was all female uh, residents, so I think that's just... Uh, but he, he's repeating their chant. It was a female res, and that was the chant from their res? I, I, it, it sounds like a sorority chant. Uh, I don't know if it was meant as a... I don't know if they would be... I don't, I don't know if it's a chant they had, but it's... It, he, you know, way, we, I got I to say first off yeah. before that, that was also a chant we had at Camp Bimini when I was a child. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't exactly that, but it was I think it was like banana to the left, banana to the right, peel it down the middle and uh, take a bite. So that that's a sexually explicit <laughs> song now makes me very uncomfortable about my childhood. But do you think it's this is egregious, Dev? I mean, so uh, just to further set the scene, after I don't have the clips of this uh, with us here. Right after uh, he said these things, there was a, a minor interruption where there was like a banging from the audience and some person got up and said something. You can't hear what they said, uh, but Stefan Macchio said, oh, sorry. He, he was kind of kind of thrown off, said, I'm sorry, and then kind of went on. Later on, as part of his speech, he was talking about failure and how he's failed in life and you always kind of fail. And he said... And I failed in the speech today, hoped to do better. And then, then he continued mm. on. Then there was like another 10 minutes of him speaking. Uh, so, I mean, for me, like he's not talking about, you know, sexual assault or taking advantage of women. So, uh, you know, th- people always take their own assumptions into these sort of situations. But, I mean, it's embarrassing for Western because you are elevating this person to the status of, we're giving you an honorary doctorate, you're in the music industry, you're high up in the music industry, you've been very successful. Mm-hmm. And for me, when you're talking about, you know, fathers with your virgin daughters, it's almost like you're turning women into possessions rather than people. Yeah. I could see that. But overall, it just seems like he was reminiscing about the goofy times in college and you know, college students, they're fresh, or university, they're fresh out of high school. They're still immature. And I think he's, I don't think he's praising it. He's saying, well, that was a crazy time back then. Yeah, it's, but, just, it's just like if you're, you're in a wedding you, and you, you're the, you know, the groom and you talk to the to the father of the bride, you're like, man, you know, I'm going to really, you know. Like, <laughs> wow. I, well, you know, I think I've ruled. Well, it's f- like, like if you're like, you got kids uh, who are graduating, you got parents, you got families in the audience. It, I wouldn't be talking about sex and yeah. women and how great it was back in the day. I guess the rule of thumb is if you're a grown man doing a speech back at Western University, there's no need to bring up sex. But uh, on the other hand, you, you read off his credentials. He's worked with some amazing people. The man has a great career. He's never coming back to Western to speak again after this. No. And and I don't think what he said was that offside. I think it was maybe slightly inappropriate. It's the same reason why comedians don't want to come back to university campuses and college campuses because everybody's offended by everything. So you have these high-profile people that could spread some decent knowledge, albeit along with a side-serving of douchebaggery a little bit here. But you're not going to attract anybody back if they're too scared of speaking at your school. Well, I just I think you got to use common sense in terms of what's appropriate. I don't think anyone's look at if if they were to look at his speech and say, "Oh, you're going to talk about fathers and their virgin daughters. You're going to talk about <laughs> Delaware, scratch that." You know, <laughs> that's not exactly appropriate for a convocation speech. What this is also partly a story because back in the fall. There was another guy who was speaking at the fall convocation, Aubrey Dan, who made comments about Playboy and women. And yeah, so, yeah. it's like, so it's like, it's not, this is not the first time it's happened. It's happened twice in less than a year. So two times doesn't necessarily make a theme, but it's the starting of a theme that's not something you want to have. Well, there was one giant fan of that speech, Dev. Yeah. So before we play this clip, so after all we've described, there's the comments he made, there was the interruptions, his comment about failure. 
Uh, there's uh, this one guy, he's a music professor, James Mackay, got up to speak. Wasn't that a speech from Stefan? That was wonderful. I have, I took over the uh, Convocation Brass in uh, 1999, and I have heard every single Convocation speech since then. That was one of the best. <laughs> And boy, I don't know if I'll ever get that song out of my ear. Boom to the left, boom to the right, zip it down the middle, and mm, take a bite. That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.